Hi everyone, it's Sam here from the Surpass team and today I'm joined by Shell from Lineup and Emma from the Surpass business development team. Um, so, hi both, thanks for joining me today. Hi Sam. Good to be here. Hi Sam, thanks for having me. Um, so the purpose of today's uh, chat really, it's firstly to catch up with the Shell. Uh, the last time you joined us on a podcast it was back in November and obviously a lot has happened since then. So. Um, just kind of wanting to have a, a bit of a catch up with what's been going on um, in both of our worlds. Um, and then uh, secondly, we just want to have a bit of a chat about the functionality that we've got in both the lineup and surpass platforms and do a bit of an exploration of the um, collaboration we've been doing and the benefits that the two platforms working together can bring. Um, so before we get into that, for anyone who might be listening to one of our podcasts for the first time and might not be familiar with Lineup and Surpass. Um, should we just do some brief um, introductions? If we if we start with Shell, do you want to give a brief intro as to who you are and kind of what, what Lineup are about? Oh, absolutely. My name's Aishel Parmentier and I'm Head of Strategic Partnerships with Lineup. And my job is to work with organizations like uh, BTL to uh, improve the industry relationships that we have uh, in the certification industry. Uh, Lineup is a, a talent database that focuses on people and teams. Uh, for the certification industry, we really strive to improve uh, organizations' SME management processes. Uh, so we build out a database of SME man uh, item writers or subject matter experts, uh, and we build out all of their data, and we allow you to search and filter through that data and create teams. And it's a really a fantastic way to get uh, organizations' data out of spreadsheets and into something that is a lot better. Great. So it um, sounds like a, a really time-saving and efficiency-based solution. Like I say, you know, no more spreadsheets. Everything's in one place easy to build your your groups of um, experts. Absolutely, absolutely. Great. And um, and Emma, how about, how about you and, and what you do in the team at Surpass? Yeah, um, so my name is Emma Hall. I'm a Senior Business Development Manager at BTL Surpass. And my role is really to help people understand how our solutions and services uh, can meet their requirements. Uh, I also help with kind of contractual, commercial questions, things like that. Um, I've been with BTL for, I think, about nine years now. Um, and my previous role was in uh, product training and documentation. So I know quite a lot about Surpass and can talk about it for um, a long time, if allowed. Um, <laughs> So I guess just to explain Surpass, uh, we say that Surpass is an end-to-end -end platform for managing exams and tests. So that just means that it's one platform that lets you uh, create and manage banks of question items. Then you can put those items into tests, deliver those tests, do any marking or scoring on those and then uh, see all of the results and the analysis and data that comes from those tests being taken, and then hopefully feed that back into the process to kind of improve things and, and move forward. Great, so I think we can already get a bit of an impression there about the, the link between Lineup and Surpass um, in terms of managing um, 
item writers and with with that process and that's kind of what we're going to focus on today really um kind of the item writing item writing and review and kind of workshops around that um before we talk about that um i just wanted to kind of you know obviously acknowledge the fact that since we were kind of last all together on a, a podcast um you know there's been a lot of change in terms of remote working and, and things like that um I mean, what has it been like for the the people at, at Lineup? Um, have you had to make any significant adaptations or, or changes to how you're working? Uh, so I've been really proud of our team. We've really transitioned pretty seamlessly to full-time remote work. Um, I would imagine the Surpass team is, is maybe experienced something different, but a lot of us were working uh, semi uh, or part-time to begin with. And we did, you know, uh, a lot of Zoom meetings with clients that weren't in the area. And so we were already really prepared for this. Uh, so so our, our team has transitioned really smoothly into this. I think uh, we like each other, which is a good thing. <laughs> so I think, uh, uh, I think we missed the interactions. We, we did regular happy hours and, uh, and, and get-togethers and and things like that. So uh, I think we all miss that. Um, I am I am personally a very social person. Um, I miss uh, I miss hugs and like handshakes and things like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. uh, it's almost becoming unusual as things are easing, isn't it? And that you can start to do certain things now. But um, I, I think we're probably the same. BTL, would you say? I mean, we, we all like each other <laughs> and get along. At least ninety percent of the time. <laughs> but, um, no, definitely. I, mean, I I work remotely anyway, so that in that sense, it wasn't a, a big upheaval for me. But I know um, Emma, you and and the rest of the team kind of had to make that switch. But I I think we've all adapted pretty well as well. Yeah, I think it has been. I'm not saying it's been easy, but it's definitely been successful. <laughs> Uh, I think we've learned a lot and we've learned it really quickly. Um, yeah. And just, like you said, we, I miss the social things. I miss the lunches with the team and the drinks on a Friday evening. But, you know, we've we've kind of found new ways of doing those things. And I think some things are quite nice. And maybe for you, Sam, especially because you've always worked remotely, I, I wonder if it's made it, it better for you in a way that people are so much more understanding now of the challenges and just... Yeah, it, it's it's been nice actually, and like I don't feel like anything really changed from my perspective in terms of the way I worked with people when they're in the office and then remotely. Um, you know, it just seemed to seamlessly kind of all work and kind of like like you were saying at lineup as well. I think a lot of the teams at BTL, it's part of their day to day that they will be on calls with people in different countries, different time zones. Um, and we do have a few staff members working remotely as well. So it, it, it was something that we were quite prepared for already, which, you know, quite lucky, really, because I guess some organisations wouldn't have had that. Um, and I do yeah. like as well having people's um, pets and children and partners and stuff pop up on calls. It's quite nice. You get to know people uh, a little bit better. I was actually about to touch on the exact same thing. I mean, we, are, we all are, you know, consummate professionals, and I love... The little follies, you know, when somebody's kid run, 
runs behind <laughs> it, and it, it honestly it brings out the personality of people that you're that you're dealing with and your teammates, and and even you know uh, you know calls you're doing with clients and things like that. And I actually find it refreshing. Um, so it is it is a pleasant side effect of all of this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and just in terms of like our customer bits as well, because I. I know we've done quite a few webinars and podcasts recently on um, remote working and like tr transitioning to things like virtual workshops and obviously a lot of customers transitioning to remote proctoring. And I mean, um, Surpass already had functionality in there for uh, teams to be working remotely, didn't it, Emma? Because a lot of large organisations with big testing programmes and large groups of subject matter experts are kind of doing this anyway. Yeah, I think that's it. For some people, it was kind of already normal. And for other people who were maybe thinking about it, you know, maybe they sort of said, oh, we need to digitize a bit more. We need to do things, you know, more remote workshops to maybe, you know, get the cost efficiencies and the time efficiencies that come with that. They're now saying, OK, now we see now's the time. Um, let's just you know, run with it. Um, so it's been a lot of activity, lots of kind of new people coming on board. Um, you know, existing customers changing what they're doing, introducing new things. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's been really exciting. Yeah, have you found the same, Michelle? So the lineup platform, I imagine that's perfectly suited to um, remote working as well. And, you know, building teams that, do you find that the teams that people are building, it's often for remote um, workshop activities as opposed to building teams to conduct face-to-face -face activities? Have you seen any change in that? Yeah, absolutely. So it, the platform is really designed to put groups of people together, and it, it, it works just fine to do that, whether it's committees, workshops, panels, or remote meetings. Um, and one of the, the features that we've rolled out over the last couple months, actually in the middle of the pandemic, uh, is an application feature that allows you to really effectively gather information from your subject matter experts uh, in a quick and effective way. So you can um, send out this application and gather information about when they're available for uh, remote meetings uh, or any other pertinent information that you might need and that would go into setting up a meeting. So um, I, I guess the one thing that was really noteworthy was the transition. Of, you know, initially we, we really stopped our, our marketing efforts pretty early on because you don't want to uh, bother organizations that are really going through upheaval. Um, and then there was a transition, you know, there in the, the later spring where people really started to come to us and saying, well, we know that we've got this change looming in the future and we want to be prepared for it. Um, so we saw organizations that were uh, seemingly more willing to make bigger changes than they than they were in the past. And and I don't know if you guys saw something similar, but I, I found it to be very interesting. Yeah, I think we we've heard people say you know some of the fear around change has maybe gone a little bit because there's a lot of forced change. I mean, Emmy, you're probably more you're close to this than I am. Um, is that something you've found? Yeah, I def I think. It's just like you said, it's, it is forced change and it's obviously, you know, it's been difficult and it's been a, a, a rough time in a lot of ways, but it, it is really interesting to see what might come out of it. And, that's, you know, we're all kind of hopeful that it will be positive things that come out of it and progress and 
you know, as much as it can be. <laughs> yeah. People are kind of finding ways um, to move forward quicker. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been hard for them, but they're, they're, they're making those changes. And um, it's just really kind of inspiring to see what people can do quickly you know, how everyone can kind of pull together and just find a way to get things done. It's, it's been great. And I, I would be curious if you've noticed any, any difference between your, uh, your counterparts or clients in, in Europe versus the United States. Is there uh, a different feeling you get from them in, in how they're proceeding? Uh, have you noticed anything? Um, I think, I think probably what I've noticed is the, um, organizations in, in the UK and in, and in Europe maybe behaving a little bit more like the organizations in the States. I think we've, um, we're, a, we're a cautious nation <laughs> and progress, you know, even just moving from paper-based to on-screen assessment has always been um, kind of slow, cautious, you know, organizations are, are perhaps doing that a little faster than they would have been a few years ago, whereas I think in the States there's you know, on-screen testing has really been the norm for, I think, a little bit longer. Um, yeah. So it, it maybe seems like the UK is actually moving more towards um, the way things have been in the States. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so just in terms of kind of, you know, I think both both platforms, are, the Land and Pass platform, kind of concerned with... Um, making the the life cycle of, of item writing as smooth and efficient as it can be um can we just talk a little bit about that process then and, and where it, it starts and how the different platforms facilitate that so I, i'm guessing Michelle, the, the recruitment of the smes is kind of the the starting point can you just tell us a bit about that process and what kind of data you're making available in your platform to aid that process so lineup began with the idea of uh, building the best team possible and that was whether it was a, a committee or a workshop or even just just a meeting and so what we wanted to do was provide you with uh, as much data as as we could about the individuals that you have uh, at your disposable at your disposal to pick for those teams um, and so it does start with recruiting. So we built out an application process uh, where you can send out this application and actually gather custom data. So it is an opportunity for organizations to practice better data hygiene and clean up old data. Um, they can use that application to update their SME profiles. Um, they can use it to gather new data. Uh, and so then, that all filters into uh, the lineup platform. They're able to filter and sort through that data and really decide who's the best fit uh, for their upcoming workshop. So it's it's quite customizable then in terms of what data is important to them um, in terms of what they're looking for. Is it? Yeah, and I think you guys know as well as anyone that know uh, that no two organizations are are tracking the same data or have the same processes. Yep. So uh, I think Surpass probably experiences the the same thing that if you want to operate in the certification space, you have to build an incredibly flexible platform. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, sure. And um, I think I, 
I think in the last podcast you talked a bit about um, the importance of having kind of a diverse team of, of item writers as well. Um, and I guess, you know, having comprehensive data on them is is the best way to be able to do that and determine what their, their skills are. Um, and, I mean, why is it so important to curate these diverse teams? That's That, again, goes to the very beginnings of lineup, uh, where we wanted to create diverse teams. So a lot of the, the beginnings of our, uh, you know, putting together a strategy to get lineup out into the market was to talk about a diverse team is a better team. And what that does is when you're, when you're put in a team with people that don't look like you um, or sound like you or come from the same background, uh, it challenges you to process details more, uh, more closely, uh, to think in a more factual manner, um, and, and the results are a better output. And so we wanted to encourage organizations to think about the backgrounds um, and diversities of the, the teams they're putting together. And that's, that's not just racial or gender diversity. It's, um, you know, here in the States, it's what region you're pulling people from and how long they've been in the industry. Um, you know, we've heard of, of organizations even including interns in their item writing because you want to have those, those voices of people who just got in the industry as well. And so um, it, we think it's incredibly important to, um, to item writing specifically because the outputs are so important. Um, but it's, it's a really relevant conversation, obviously, in, in the states and in, in diversity. And so uh, we're, we're here for that conversation and we're, we're glad to have it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, it's not obviously not just as simple as looking at someone's areas of expertise and um, pulling a group of people together. There's, like you said, you want a group that I suppose are going to complement each other in certain ways and, and, like you said, challenge each other as well to get the, the best result possible, really. Because, um, you know, I guess successful item writing, it's you need the right group of people doing it, don't you, to start with? Yeah, and if you think your your initial inclination is, I'm just going to put together a room of my best item writers because I because they're the best at it, and that's going to end up with the best output. But in reality, that's not really true, and it's not great for your program as a whole because if you if you could include and maybe pair in some that group with some people who didn't do as well last time and maybe um, could be coached up or if you think about the type of items that you're hoping to get out of this particular workshop, who is who is good at writing a, a long form question and who is good at writing multiple choice? Uh, and we found that just not many organizations were tracking that kind of data. So we wanted to give them the tools to track it. And I know this will lead into what we're talking about later, but it's what is so fantastic about pairing lineup with Surpass. Uh, because it, it really does give um, exam developers just the, the best picture possible of what's going on in their SME pool. Yeah, it's like getting that extra level of data, isn't it? Um, Emma, I mean, do you want to talk a bit about how how the how this leads into the capabilities of Surpass in terms of the writing and, and review process? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I, just to sort of start at the beginning, I guess, once you've built your team, 
uh, you then use surpass to put that team to work, so to speak. So we mm -hmm. have this concept of um, tasks, which is um, all about assigning your SMEs or your group um, a quota of items to either create or review. So you don't have to give them access to the full bank or you know parts of the system that they don't need. So you can minimize their kind of confusion. They don't, you know, they're just focusing on that one task that they're assigned. Um, you know, they can work collaboratively. You can you can share a task out. So you can say, okay, this group between you, we need you to produce, you know, 50 new items or, or 10 new items, or we need you to review this um, this particular um, section of the bank. And then um, you've got progress trackers. Um, that can help your your senior authors, your team leads progress. Um, sorry, see your progress, monitor their deadlines, um, and you can gather feedback all the way along. There's a voting system, so you can see where um, some attention is required, where the kind of consensus is, um, and you can track everything, so you know, you know which. <laughs> which writers have made which edits, you know, which items have been accepted, which haven't. And then that all of that data can then hopefully feed back into the process to, you know, maybe next time refine that team and put the right people in the right places um, to get the best out of them, like you were saying, Ishil. Yeah, very, very well said. And I, I was I was reviewing some of the uh, the presentations that we've done together um, the lineup and surpass teams. It, it, it really is amazing how seamlessly the two uh, platforms uh, work together through this process um, and, and really provide a, a, a full picture of exam development. Yeah, so what kind of, um, of like data from surpass would you be kind of interested in feeding back into life? Is it things like how individual items are performing in tests, whether the items your writers are producing required a lot of um, kind of review and, and that kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. And if, if you can kind of picture it, you know, an individual uh, subject matter expert will have a, a profile where there are drawers of information, whether it's uh, basic demographics, their professional information, you know, any applications or surveys they filled out. Uh, we also do evaluations, but then there's a, a, a drawer of surpasses information, and that is, um, you know, how well their uh, items are performing on the test, um, what, what percentage of their items are passing review, um, I mean, it, how many items they've written, uh, you know, things like that, that to really give uh, the exam developer or whoever's putting together the team a picture of their performance. Yeah, so it's really building up that kind of bigger picture based on actual item level um, analysis um, to, I suppose, complement all the other data that you're collecting as well um, based on their expertise. Yeah, and the, and the, the task, which I think is such a, a, a great feature that Surpass has, uh, being able to, to pull that in as well and see that um, from a, a a team perspective or uh, individual perspective is, is a fantastic feature. Yeah, I think tasks seems like something that a lot of people um, do seem to like, doesn't it? Emma kind of hear that quite a lot, I guess, for managing a process that for a lot of people traditionally might have been done on paper and being quite time consuming to manage. Yeah, I think it's useful just to kind of be able to 
pull everything into one place and and have everyone you know you can have everyone working together at the same time just like you would in a you know in one of those workshops that happens in person but everything's already kind of you know stored in the system it's all auditable it's all recorded it's it's just kind of there and ready to put into a test so it just saves um a lot of time but still lets people work together so i think that's that's quite important that they can kind of see you know wherever possible what each other are doing and and how you know how other people view the same item you know if they're reviewing as part of a team they can see other people's comments and things like that and just learn from that as well yeah it's great for collaboration something that's um especially important at the moment with with more people doing these kind of tasks virtually and things um and just kind of thinking about the part of the process kind of post test and we, we talked a little bit about um item performance data and things so obviously a lot of that is captured in the surpass reporting screens as well isn't it um various statistics on how items and tests are performing yeah so all of you have kind of um, item level performance within the test and you know difficulty levels um discrimination that kind of thing and just being able to see all that for the items that have been produced and then kind of look back and think okay well what what does this mean does this mean that we need to create you know a new review of the bank so that we can reuse these items better in the future and just having that kind of circle i think is is where it all fits together and it just means that your tests are always going to be as good as they can be yeah it's like closing that that loop between the start of the process and the end isn't it um and in, in terms of actually how the data is connected up um is that i know we surpass has a lot of um kind of APIs for integration and things. Is, is it that sort of method of connecting the data up? Um, yes, yeah, so we, I mean, there's the APIs, there's data extracts, you know, um, Excel spreadsheets and that kind of thing. So it just depends on how people want to, to take that data out and then, you know, obviously take that into line up and, and hopefully use it to you know, update that data and uh, just kind of keep things um, fresh really i guess is that <laughs> mm -hmm. is that accurate yeah. to say yeah yeah absolutely uh i think it, just from a process perspective the the apis uh the best way that that's handled um, um we like as a as a mantra of the lineup team we like to keep out of spreadsheets <laughs> uh, but yeah the, the the information flows pretty uh, pretty seamlessly into the platform um and how about um any uh like enhancements that might be coming soon um i, I know if, we've obviously covered tasks quite a lot and i know um it's kind of been an iterative development of that that functionality is there anything coming soon um to surpass in that area emma that that is going to add to this um, i think probably the, the the biggest uh, new development in that area is probably our um, standard setting tasks. So we've talked about writing tasks and reviewing tasks and that kind of thing. And then we've got our new um, standard setting task type and that um, just to explain how that works, um, you basically provide um, a group of items to your, your pool of, of SMEs to review um, and assign a score such as a, an Angoff score. Um, I'll probably explain that just for anyone who's not familiar with the Angoff method. So Angoff is where you ask each of your group of SMEs to look at the content of each question and then predict how a, 
how many minimally qualified candidates would answer it correctly, then the average of those predictions becomes the predicted difficulty for that item. And in turn, that can help you define the cut score for the test. Um, so we've got a new task type in SFAST to facilitate that uh, to help you gather and collate all of that data um, so that the process can just take place remotely um, and everything's all tracked in one place. Okay, so just adding kind of further um, further functionality to that review process. Yeah, as well. it's just a kind of extra extra part of the process that was, you know, it, it's happening out there in the world, and <laughs> it was probably happening before with a lot of those dreaded spreadsheets that <laughs> a bandit line up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's just sort of yeah. bringing that into the system and making it a little bit more manageable, um, and a little bit more auditable, and just streamlining it really. And, and how about um, with lineup? Um, what's what's that kind of the future hold there? So this quarter, and, and we really plan things out uh, quarter to quarter. We are working on what we call it a bulk uploader, but basically what it allows you to do is uh, just upload all of your information at once into lineup, and that's in, including all of your custom fields and any way that you'd like to tag your SMEs. Um, up until now, we've been doing that. Um, on the back end through a data manager. Um, the, the second thing that we're gonna be working on is we really want to make lineup integrate seamlessly into your, your processes and, and what each organization does. So we're actually working on our APIs and our uh, API keys to uh, enable everyone to be able to connect all of their things to lineup. Uh, to really just improve the functionality of the product as much as possible. So, and we're actually really excited about that. We really think it's going to open up the potential uh, for the product. Yeah, that sounds um, really interesting. Um, well, that's great. I think we've, you know, got a really good idea there of what um, both platforms are capable of and the real benefit of kind of feeding data from surpass. Um, back into lineup and kind of completing that that process of data gathering. Um, I mean, things are obviously a bit odd this year in terms of conference and things that we might both have usually been represented at. Um, but I mean, do you, uh, do lineup have any plans to attend any virtual conferences this year that people might also be attending and, and might be able to, to speak to you about the platform should they want to know more? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll certainly be missing the the Surpass team, I always enjoyed uh, seeing your faces at all the conferences, um, but we, we will be doing the uh, the ATP Virtual Global Conference. Uh, we'll be doing Beyond Multiple Choice. Um, we'll be doing the, uh, the CLEAR uh, uh, Education Conference, um, and then ICE, which uh, is currently scheduled to be in person so that should be fun. Uh, <laughs> Watch this space, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're scheduled to do those things. I was I was reading through some of the uh, the uh, proposed sessions that that are at each of the conferences this morning, and it seems like, um, as I mentioned, that you know diversity is a, a big subject here, um, stateside. So there there seems to be a lot of a lot of conversation around it and we're excited about it so um what about you guys emma um yeah so i mean <laughs> awesome there all our usual uh, our usual haunts um you know we're at the virtual atp in september this year 
um, will be available to chat. We're doing a few um, presentations as well, so that should be exciting. Um, and I guess the big one for us is a SPAS conference. So this is uh, going virtual this year. So it's this is our our own conference. Um, the first time, it, is it 13 years we've been doing it now, Sam? So oh, I'm not a bit sure of a change to go virtual. virtual one, though. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed. We will be taking part in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you would have stepped on my thunder if you'd uh, <laughs> That's um, the first conference that's in uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th of September. Um, October. Uh, oh, October. <laughs> You get confused with the ATP. ATP is in September. Schedule. Last <laughs> conference in October. Um, yeah, and that's just, there's been a range of sessions there. So new and existing customers and partners and just for other organizations involved in the industry as well who are interested in what we're doing and want to see what's going on. It's kind of just welcoming a lot of people to that session. So looking forward to that in October. <laughs> We've got some good keynotes getting lined up for that as well. So um, I think we'll have a bit more info on our website soon about that. But um, but yeah, so considering a lot of things aren't happening in person, still quite we do. We miss schedule. the we miss people's faces too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. But hopefully, you know, people will still be able to get a lot out of those virtual conferences, and everyone will enjoy uh, back to normality even more. Hopefully, sort of maybe next year when we can start seeing each other again. I think yeah. everyone's looking forward to that. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you both for joining me today. Um, that's been really interesting to find out a bit more about how the two platforms can work together. Um, and yeah, I guess if, if anyone has attended any of those events, we might kind of catch up with some of our listeners uh, there. But um, I think uh, if anyone wants to find out more about Surpass, they can visit um, surpass.com um michelle where can people head to if they'd like to find more about lineup uh please check us out at uh, lineupteams.com we'll actually be uh rolling out a redesigned website here over the next couple of weeks so uh if you haven't go uh, check it out oh great well thanks very much <laughs> thanks for joining me today and hopefully talk to you both again soon thanks